Welcome to the Bad to Seem Podcast. It's Vanessa here, and you know we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. So, um, I've been having some technical difficulties. Um, it's about time that I might get a new laptop. Sorry about skipping last week. Just having some, had a lot of go, going on. Had some tef- technical difficulties. A lot of work going on. So, I apologize for that. But... Today, we are doing part two of your stories around um, sex and sexuality and being Haitian, because when we left off, it was Haitian Heritage Month, but we are still current and relevant because it is Caribbean Heritage Month. So boom, boom, I'm hitting, I'm, I'm hitting, I'm hitting all, I'm, I'm hitting it all. So... We have a few more of your stories to share and shout out to everybody who submitted their stories and just wanted to share their insights with everyone. And I think one of the conversations for me and one of the constant thoughts that I have around um, just my upbringing and sexuality, and I think that's strewn throughout some people's stories, is this idea of... um, Waiting, or this idea of you know having morals or not having sex um, due to our upbringing, but I think my insight around this is sure there are morals, there are values that you know we all um, grew up with, but when I think about why I hadn't engage in certain acts or why I stopped myself from feeling some of the natural feelings that I felt wasn't because of morals and values per se, but paralyzing fear. So when your mother tells you, you know, no matter what, if you get pregnant, you're out of this house, or I'm gonna throw your head out this window if you get pregnant, or, you know, if somebody touches you there, these things are gonna happen to you, or you shouldn't let men touch you, you shouldn't let any of this stuff happen to you, and if somebody attacks you or somebody rapes you, you know, it's because of all these things, and so I think these are all, it's not, it's not the, it's not just, I'm not gonna say it's not, but it's not just the religiosity. It's not the uh, religious background that was just keeping us from doing certain things. I think it's was also paralyzing fear of the unknown because a lot of us, and speaking for myself, didn't have the information. No one sat down with us to have conversations around healthy re- things as simple <laughs> and natural as healthy relationships. Um, things around hey, if you ever do have sex in life, in life, period, these are the things that you need to do. And so I think my question always becomes like, where did y'all expect us to learn these things? Where did you expect me to learn how to have sex, how to have healthy sex, how to, et cetera, how to advocate for myself in the bedroom, all of these different things that you should know how to do. Where was I supposed to learn this if you didn't teach me? And I think, I mean, it could be, it could be, you know, misogynistic messaging, 
um, that was coming down as far as like, if I don't, if I don't teach her how to advocate for herself in a relationship or advocate for herself in the bedroom, then, you know, it's all about the guys. You don't want her to be too experienced. The man should be taking control. The man should be doing X, Y, and Z. And I think that leaves a lot of us lost. It leaves a lot of us terrified and we lose control or we'll, we'll never have control. So I just think about those types of things. I think about what's kept me from doing certain things. And yeah, I think having a basis in morality and, 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 um, and religion is, is, is good, but I think fear and terror and just fear of the unknown and not being able to make empowered decisions because we lack knowledge. I think that's a whole separate thing. And I, I honestly believe that could be a root of, um, it could be a root of why we wouldn't dare explore any, you know, some of these natural feelings and sexual feelings that might come up. So that's been my thought. That's been my thought for a while. Um, and again, I appreciate everyone sharing their stories. I appreciate everyone starting the conversation and I'm going to leave you with the rest of this episode with a lot more interesting stories. So remember to follow Vagisteam on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher. Google Music, and Apple Podcast. And if you have Apple Podcasts, remember to rate and comment on the podcast. All you have to do is search for the podcast, type in Vagisteam on Apple Podcasts, and then boom, there's some stars there. And you can write a comment. I want to know what you think. I want to know what kinds of topics you want to explore. And on SoundCloud, you can follow the episode. You can follow the podcast and you can write comments in the episode. So enjoy. I want to hear from you. You can send an email to vagisteam at gmail.com. You can even text me at 443-692-7802. I want to hear your thoughts, opinions, topic suggestions, people to interview suggestions. I hope you're having an excellent week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, uh, my name is Edwith. Um, for those of you who are Haitian, Idrit. Um, so I grew up in a Haitian household. Uh, my parents are both born in Haiti and I was born and raised in Miami, Florida. Um, so I didn't hear a lot of message about sex or sexuality. We didn't really talk about it. It was sort of something that was unspoken. Um, I do remember one time being very curious and like telling my mom, like, you have to sit down and talk to me about sex and her being like really uncomfortable. We also grew up very Christian. So we knew right away that like sex was only something that happened for people who are married and when you got older and I never got the sense that it was pleasurable but more so a responsibility and something that you did um and I think for the most part that was a negative sort of impact and experience because when I started engaging in sexual acts I didn't um it was difficult and challenging for me to own my experience um it was sort of as if 
sex was only supposed to be had because you want children, not because you want to engage in sex or you want to enjoy it. And obviously that's not the best way to have sex. Um, it took a lot of really good relationships and good partners to make me aware that my sexual experience was something that I could own and I could be present for and that my body belonged to me. Um, and that sex wasn't something that was shameful and it wasn't gendered in the way that like, this is something that a man likes and wants to do. And you as a woman are just abiding and supporting, uh, you know, his needs and desires. So for me, it took having people that I trusted and safe spaces to like ask questions and also, um, good friendships to sort of like share that information. I think for the most part, there's a lot of blind leading the blind. Um, and growing up in a household where you just didn't talk about those things and you couldn't ask questions. And if you did, it was just like, Whoa, like what's wrong with you? This is weird. And where people shut down. So I think that was really helpful. Um, I think growing up, it would have been really nice just to know that sex was normal. Um, it would have been really nice to know that it was something that was natural and it wasn't shameful. Um, and that it's okay to ask questions and to be curious, um, and I think it would have been beneficial to have safe spaces to ask those kind of questions, to have open dialogue, um, and to not be sort of like, I think as kids and as people, we're just always like curious. So I think it would have been nice to just have somewhere to go to get the answers. Um, and then I essentially, I mean, I think through growing up and through different relationships, I had to unlearn like that my experience, my body belonged to this other individual and that, um, I had to be at his beck and call and like, I had to unlearn, I had to learn that like, it's okay to desire your partner and to want to have sex or to masturbate. Um, I was taught that that was also something that was bad and I had to unlearn that. And I had to basically learn my body, learn who I was, learn what I liked, learn how I like to be touched, learn how to talk about it and ask questions, and also learn that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach to sex and all bodies are different and enjoy different things. And that was definitely not something that I was taught and definitely not like a part of communication or conversation that I could have had. Um, and I think growing up Haitian, like I would really love to learn more about my culture and learn about it from a way like there's so much richness in history about who we are as people. Um, and the religious spiritual aspect of it too is very deep. And I know that there's like this organic indigenous culture that is connected to sexual identity, to sexuality, to gender fluidity and all these things. And I don't even know where the space is to delve into that and to connect to that in a deeper way. Like, who do you go and ask questions about that, right? And just, like, as a woman and as women, what is the sexual power that is there as femme, as, you know, like, and how does that connect to Haitian culture? I think that would be really awesome to to learn more about and to get into, but I have no idea where you would even go for that. Um, Instagram's doing pretty great, but 
I don't know. Um, so I guess I would also like to add, like, getting in touch with my sexuality includes me having more sex, includes me masturbating more, includes me taking, just spending time with myself and learning what my triggers are, learning what, um, what my lovers are, learning my boundaries and learning myself and learning what I like and dislike and also learning how to connect to myself, the me. And I think part of wanting to explore my Haitian culture is also a part of getting to know who I am. And I think on a sexual plane, that's something that's really important. Um, I'm also curious. So creating space for curiosity to thrive and to grow is also something that's really important to me to get in touch with my sexuality and who I am. And just trying to create great safe spaces for communication for me and my partners um, to make sure that we're able to talk to each other and feel safe to like ask questions and to learn more and to set boundaries. So that's me being Haitian rocks. Um, but I think it would be great to talk more in spaces with less judgment and that accept all different kinds of sexualities and uh, genders and identities. Thank you. Hi, my name is Cynthia Francelon and I am a filmmaker. Uh, growing up, my mom was the one that did the talking. It wasn't my parents. My dad kind of felt like that was something that my mom was better at and a little bit more able to talk about with us. So my father never really talked to my sisters and I about sex or about sexuality, or about boyfriends, or anything of that sort. It was my mom. And even for our our mom, she didn't really begin to talk about it until we got into relationships. It wasn't something that she really sat down and discussed with us prior. Um, I think a lot of that was based on her not really feeling like there was a reason to talk about it. And so the the reason rose when we had people in our lives that we were going to be sexual with. So, yeah. Uh, and I can say, I can say that there, there's a lot that I kind of wish I was told before learning on my own. Granted, learning on my own really helped me in the long run in terms of figuring out certain things when it comes to sex. But and then, you know, we had a sex education. But, you know, like after I got into the relationship with my uh, then boyfriend at the time, my mom felt so comfortable, especially knowing that I had lost my virginity. My mom felt so comfortable being able to talk about the sex life she has with my father <laughs> which is weird but I, I'm glad that she has that comfortability uh what's interesting is that we, we me and my sisters are still learning that comfortability for ourselves and even talking about it we can but there's still so much about our own sexuality that we're still learning and allowing ourselves to feel and to embark on so it's it's a bit of a journey it's a struggle
uh, yeah, I, I started learning about sex and love and relationships when I was about 20, 21 years old. That was when I got into my first relationship with my then uh, boyfriend and my mom was able to provide as much support as she could and as much as she did there are still certain things that I I wish I I knew um it's a good like it's it's great that when I'm learning them it's now because this is such a very crucial part of my life but uh I think it would have been very beneficial if my mom taught me a few things about love that she was able to teach me after my relationship ended. Uh, So, yeah. It would have been beneficial to know about love, about respect of the body, about body acceptance, body positivity, what that looks like. You know, really preparing us for the world in terms of the things that we're up against. Like just being comfortable in being sexual liking sex wanting it often knowing what that looks like how that feels like and not feeling bad about it i think when it comes to haitian culture and i mean culture at large but we're talking predominantly about haitian culture i feel like when it comes to haitian culture men are allowed to be sexual they're told as sex ed to not get a girl pregnant, which doesn't really say much at all. Uh, but with them, at least they are uh, taught to be safe. Not even fully safe, but it's it's inclined that, you know, to be safe when it comes to sex because ain't no babies being brought up in here. But when it comes to, to, to young women, they don't get that treatment. They don't get that ability to just be told, hey, listen, you be careful. Don't get pregnant. <laughs> you know, like, be very safe with the sex that you have. Uh, I feel like there's still a lot of denial that goes on in our community that hinders young kids and teenagers and young adults to understand just who they are and how much they don't have to apologize for it. Uh if we if we know one thing, Haitians are prideful people. They don't play with that. And because of that, they're very invested in imagery. Portraying a perfect family. Portraying this. Portraying that. Portraying having it all together. When in reality, you don't. But the status, the social ladder, the intimidation, all of that. It really interrupts the opportunity for parents and children to come together and to learn about their bodies, to learn about the ways in which their bodies are going to change, to learn about the urges that they may get, to learn that this urge or that urge is a bad or a good thing, but it's what you do with that urge that determines a lot. So, yeah, I'm I'm very uh, eager to see the ways in which Haitian parents grow a comfort in talking to their their kids no matter the age well not no matter but uh in, like being intentional with the age in terms of how do we have this conversation how do i create a level of comfort how do i not shame you 
in the process of trying to understand you you know so yeah it's a very tricky subject and i really hope that we do come to that point uh will it happen overnight absolutely not i'm not counting on it and that's okay it's going to take a lot of time but i'm hopeful and i'm eager so thank you <laughs> Hello, my name is Conchia. Believe it or not, you know, if you grew up in a Haitian home, Haitian household, sex was like a taboo. You do not speak about sex. So growing up, my parents never discussed sex in the household. I know they used to freak out when they hear that like the teachers are discussing sex health um, and all that stuff, contraceptives in the schools. So it was like, you do, you do not do that in the Haitian home. So my parents never spoke about sex. So even to this day, I am now 32 years old. And my parents never discussed sex with my siblings and I. So how do I know about sex and everything that comes with it? Well, I am a nurse. Um, so you know you learn through school and being a nurse, I get all that education stuff that comes with it. But at the same time, you don't have to be a nurse to know about sex. You learn about it. You hear about it. You read about it. You know, people are having sex younger and younger. Um, but even for me, I went through four years of college and never had sex. I didn't have sex until... I graduated from college at at the age of 22. Um, so, yeah. So, even though my parents did not discuss that topic in the home, I stayed a virgin until the age of 22. So, I knew better. I did better. And for myself, I just knew what I wanted. And I didn't fall for peer pressure um, I just did it when I felt like I was ready to do it, even though my parents never discussed that topic with me. Yeah, I don't think the message, I don't think, well, I didn't get any messages related to sex at home. So it didn't really negatively impact me at all. If anything, the little bit that I taught myself growing up, I, it, it positively impacted me because again, you know, I didn't have sex until the age of 22. I was a young adult at the time. So Whatever I taught myself and the morals that I had and that I believe in my beliefs, you know, just kept me from engaging in such activity until I felt that I was ready to. And that was at the age of 22. Um, I would say I did, I did not learn about healthy love until I was an adult, you know, at the age of 22, you know, young, naive. Dealing with people that you think you are in love with. I thought I was in love at the age of 22. Like, I thought I was going to marry this man and all this stuff. But he ended up being a joke. Um, but now that I sit back and think about it, it's now been, what, 10 years since I've dealt with, like, the first love that I've ever had. Um, I realized that it was just a joke. It was not love. It was lust. You know, that was my first, my everything. And I thought that 
that was love. And now I'm like, no, that was not love. That was far from love. <laughs> love is being happy with the person at all times, not having to worry about, you know, is he coming home at night? Is he going out with another person? He's not answering his phone. What is he doing? You know, when you're having a healthy relationship, healthy love, you don't have to worry about what your significant other is doing. Like you're happy. You have you have faith in your significant other that it will work out. You don't have to worry about going through their phones looking for stuff. You know, that's not love. I don't have time for that anymore. <laughs> so let me see. So my parents did not teach me about sex, you know. Growing up Haitian, you learned about it on your own. Relationships, you know, my parents never really discussed relationships either. So that's just something that I had to deal on my, you know, deal with on my own. Figure it out. I'm still figuring it out at the age of 20, uh, 32 right now. I knew I wasn't taught this stuff because my parents just did not believe in discussing this with their kids. You know, my parents were born and raised in Haiti and you just don't do that. You do not discuss sex at home. Um, you know, at times they would talk about relationships, but it was nothing big. They really didn't go into details. Um, but I don't really know why my parents never really wanted to discuss that with us. But they just never did. And it's not just my parents. I know a lot of Haitians that I grew up with and their parents just did not like sex was not something you discussed at home. Like, I don't know if it's because they do not feel comfortable bringing it up, but they just never discussed it. And I'm again, I'm at I'm 32 years old now and my parents have never, ever, ever discussed sex with me. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, relearn. I had to learn or relearn that what I thought was love was not love. You know, you get into situations where you're dealing with people and um, you think you're in love and you do all this stuff for them and you're thinking that's what comes with being in a relationship and you come to find out that, you know, they're just using you. They weren't there their, the intent of them being with you was not for good purposes. It was just for their benefit. So, you know, I had to relearn to let go, not to keep this wall up at all times. Like, you know, I have this wall that I keep up, but that's um that's something that I do to keep myself from getting hurt but at the end of the day I do know how to put it down put it back up when I need to some things that I wonder about still <laughs> in regards to sexuality <sighs> you know people talk about like squirting and stuff <laughs> I've never never skirted or whatever so I'm just like what's what what am I doing wrong what am I not doing? <laughs> like, what what do I need to train myself to do? What do I need to learn to get to that point? Is it that I'm still, when it comes to having sex or whatever, I'm not letting go? I don't know, but that's something that I have not been able to accomplish as of yet. So that's that's what I have to discuss 
for the podcast. Um, yeah, that is all. That's all I have. Hi, my name is Gus, and I am Haitian-American. While growing up as Haitian-American, I don't think sex is something that was um, really spoken about, um, in my home at least, Um, you know, and I guess to add a little bit more um, dimension to the conversation, um, being Haitian-American and also growing up Christian um, and going to like a traditionally Haitian church, I think sex is definitely something that is not always addressed. Um, when it is addressed, it's addressed in a negative um, fashion, um, usually in response to some crisis, maybe someone getting someone in the congregation um, getting pregnant out of wedlock. Um, and they're calling the person out because of that. Um, I think I began to explore my sexuality and learn about my sexuality maybe around um, like middle school. Um, and that's when I used to probably be a little bit more vocal about asking my parents about um, sex and things like masturbation. And, um, you know, also, I think there was like a lot of guilt that became centered around Um, some of those things, right? So having those conversations growing up um, and feeling certain things that, you know, as an adult, you know that that's normal to feel those things as a 12-year-old. But when you're having conversations with your parents about these, you know, these sexual feelings that you're having, um, it makes them uncomfortable. And a lot of the times the response is, well, you know, um, it's not right. Or you kind of feel guilty or guilted um, into, I guess, living a life um, that is abstinent, right? So, so being celibate or being abstinent because of some type of fear that you'll get punished or ostracized for embracing that part of your your being. Um, I think getting, you know, as I grew older, it's just really interesting because I think growing up as Haitian, sexuality is not something that is really discussed. But, you know, when we think about our culture, when we think about our music, when we think about our dancing, you know, it's definitely present, you know, within the music that we listen to and the music that we consume, um, like the, the way that we are as a, as, as a, as a culture, um, sexuality is definitely all around us but it's like an elephant in the room we don't really discuss it and when you add the layer of you know uh maybe christianity um or growing up in a traditionally a traditional haitian church um sex is just is definitely something that is not addressed um and then when you do explore your your sexuality it's viewed as something negative especially if you are um a young girl or a woman, you know, we're not necessarily uh, viewed as sexual beings. Although, you know, in order for us to even be present in the world, sex has to take place. But it's not something that is often um, celebrated or encouraged. Uh, and I think we have to unlearn like a lot of different messaging that we that center uh, centered around sexuality and not even just and I think sexuality, it starts with you as an individual. It doesn't necessarily start when you are in a relationship or, um, you know, have your first sexual partner. 
Um, I believe for everyone, sexuality begins when you start to explore your own body and learn to become comfortable with your own body. Um, but I think uh, there's sort of like a trauma that occurs when you are, you know, an adolescent and you're exploring your sexuality and, you know, you're kind of made to feel that you what you're doing is wrong and there's a lot of guilt that you become like, uh, that that kind of like shrouds you, right? Like a lot of guilt that follows you when you are exploring your sexuality and you you are told that the feelings that you're feeling, you should just suppress it, which is not really feasible for a lot of people, right? So um, I think even as a growing adult, as a single woman, um, some a lot of things that I had to unlearn is that uh, sexuality is a part of our you know, for a lot of us, it's a part of our, our being. It's a, it's a part of our lives and it's something that we should embrace and not something that we should suppress. Um, and that sexuality is not necessarily, um, sexuality and sensuality is not necessarily only relegated to those who are in relationships, but, um, healthy sexuality is developed once we are given the freedom to explore our sexuality, um, without, uh, thinking that there will be any negative consequences as a result of embracing that part of ourselves. So some ways that um, I, uh, as an adult, um, are getting in touch with getting in touch with my sexuality is learning to embrace my body. Um, I think I there was a point where I was doing like a lot of reading um, a little self-disclosure, I am um, 28 years old and I am still a virgin and I am celibate. And um, that's the choice that I decided to make. Um, I think when I was younger, it was something that was kind of pushed or forced onto me. Um, but as I got older, I explored, you know, just ideas of sexuality, my relationships, my relationship with um, sex. And that's something, a decision that I made for myself. Um, but although I am celibate, I think it's still important that, you know, I acknowledge that sexuality is still a part of my, my life. Right. So ways that I explore my sexuality, I do a lot of reading. Um, I do, uh, in terms of like just learning about sexual health, um, learning about sex in general, um, learning about protection, learning about our bodies and how our bodies respond to sex. I think all that information is really important. Also just simple things like, um, learning to appreciate my body, standing in front of the mirror after the shower and just looking at myself, you know, um, having a little twerk fest in the mirror sometimes. I think all those things like exploring your body, how your body moves, it's all about sensuality and sexuality. And, um, like I mentioned earlier, it starts with, uh, you know, your relationship, you know, your personal relationship with your body. It doesn't necessarily start when you have a sexual relationship with another person. Um, so yeah, I think there's so many ways that we celebrate that we should learn to celebrate our bodies and celebrate our sexuality. And one of them being um, learning to be comfortable and confident in our own skin. So being being proud of how our vaginas look, being proud of how we look naked, being, you know, proud of how our bodies move throughout this universe and, you know, throughout like, you know, a party, you know, embracing things like twerking. Um, yeah, and I think... Once we kind of unlearn those things, all those misconceptions about sex and sexuality, that's when we can truly be free and have healthier relationships. I think it's crazy that, I mean, you know, I'm not very experienced in this area, but I think it's crazy that 
um, you know, uh, uh, women are in sexual relationships with, um, with other individuals and they feel like they cannot, um, communicate their needs in those, in those sexual relationships. And I think it really does start with you. Like you have to know what you like. You have to know what, um, gets you to the point where you feel sexy and you feel comfortable where get to the point where you can, you know, have an orgasm and not, uh, not have to like force it. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my piece on that. Um, I think as a community, I think, uh, we are becoming a lot, a lot more progressive. You know, a lot of us are first generation born. Um, and I think the older we get, you know, um, we're, we're, it's easier for us to have those conversations with our parents, but growing up, you know, very traditional, um, women are, are expected to take on certain roles, um, within, you know, the Haitian households. And one of them include not necessarily being super, um, out there when it comes to your sexuality. Like that's something that's not really spoken about. And we know people are having sex cause they have kids and we're here. So it's just, yeah, it's just pretty funny that, um, you know, uh, there's so much guilt centered around that. Shook, <laughs> 